We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entering the Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022, the American Express. First look, research, stats, and preview. I'll be doing my full deep dive breakdown of the odds with Jeff Feinberg on Monday, DraftKings on Tuesday. But for now, we're going to use FantasyNational.com to dig through the stats to see if there's a few guys that we can find that we like. Remember to smash the like button of the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network in the description. Give me your two or three early leans, maybe an under-the-radar player that just has popped off the screen to you and if you're a fantasy national non-member you can become a member right now by going to fantasynational.com slash mayo get yourself that 20 percent off and boom you'll be in biz doing your own research doing using the internet doing your own research finding your own picks that's the way to do it if you're an audio listener please leave a rating and review on spotify or apple Podcasts. that would be very helpful to me the listeners league will become available on whenever I get the link. So once I get it, I'll add it to this video. Can't add it to the audio because that's just the way that Apple and Spotify update themselves. But the video version, you might be able to have it before the betting show. Although there will be plenty of spots on the betting show. After the betting show, all bets are off because this thing is filling very quickly. So just hit the description if you've come a bit late to the party. And hey, maybe it's down there. I wouldn't guess until late Sunday night, early Sunday morning that it will be there, however. Uh, the newsletter will have a quick preview of itself, a bit more of a write-up, a few stats, along with the newsletter that comes out with the final picks on Wednesday as well. So free to join if you're on Substack, Substack Mayo Media, find it, or just hit the description, find it all down there. Let's jump in to the American Express. We're back in a regular rotation of the courses this year. Because of COVID protocols a year ago, the Pro-Am was completely canceled. So instead of having the three-tournament rotation with a cut after 54 holes, 
We actually had split courses the first two days between Nicholas and the state of the Pete Dye Stadium course, and then bo- cut after 34 holes, and then both of the final two rounds at the stadium course, which was terrific and actually made this tournament way better to watch because we're now into the rotation. This and Pebble Beach are the two biggest ones, although next week at Farmers at Torrey Pines, we're going to see a little bit of the same because there's two courses there, but there's really like no cameras at La Quinta or the Nicholas course. They're all at the stadium course. Ditto a shot tracker only at the stadium course so for the first three rounds only one third of the field you're actually going to be able to tilt in real time the rest is like shot three from player and you're like oh great i have no idea where this is going uh maybe you'll get lucky i mean the biggest example is when hadwin fired his 59 at la quinta three or four years ago now and they didn't have a camera on him until he reached the 17th hole and it was like all right what, what are we even doing here like if phil plays over there you might get some like when phil plays over there sorry not if phil plays over there when he plays over there or when rom plays over there you might get a few shots from then as there will be a dedicated camera crew following those guys around but anything other than that you are on your own you are at the mercy of there could even be a scoring adjustment after the fact so this is the first time all year we've had a field of 156 players the cut will happen after after three rounds, after each of the players plays each of the three courses, and then it shifts back to the Pete Dye Stadium course for the final round. It's still regular cut rules, though. It's not weird Pebble Beach cut line rules. It's top 65 and ties end up making the cut after three rounds. I have no idea if their AM partners end up coming around. At least the rounds take a little bit shorter because at Pebble Beach, the AMs that play, they get, like, interviewed by Jim Nance on Sunday because it's some country music guy I've never heard of. At least at Career and a Career Builder, the American express at pga west the best what most well-known celebrities like carlton from fresh prince so like no one really cares they're just kind of out there so it doesn't take up too much of the broadcast time where it does at pebble beach hence why pebble beach is the most unwatchable tournament all year it's a great course people love pebble beach i would enjoy to enjoy watching it but i can't because these like faux celebrities that I, I don't want to see their Konica Minolta swing vision broken down on the, whatever the par three is on by like the 17th hole on Saturday. Just show me the guys who are good at golf. Maybe give me a Bill Murray shot like once an hour. I don't need to see some guy interviewed. I just don't need to see it. Peter Costas doesn't need to be talking about their swings. We, we just don't need that. Give me the, put that on like the boomer feed and give me like the real feed where I can watch my guys go out and shoot something. Anyway, I'm filming this before the uh, conclusion of the Sony Open. Hideki and Henley out ahead. Hopefully Seamus Power shoots 59 and wins. That would be terrific news for me at least. And anyone who backs Seamus Power top five still would be fine going through it. So that's the setup for the course. The courses itself, I mean, they're not very hard. And we always thought of the stadium course being the hardest. Let's flip over to Fantasy National. You can see what I'm talking about here. But it's, we always thought that the stadium course was the hardest. And it is the hardest, but they're all easy courses. So I wouldn't really get bogged down too much by, oh, you got to fade the guy at the stadium course. I mean, we just saw last season, I mean, Patrick Cantley ended up coming in second because he shot a 61 at the stadium course uh, to finish a shot behind my guy. See, woo! Kim, who shot a bogey-free 64 on Sunday at the stadium course to win at 23 under. So uh, I wouldn't really worry too much about what courses guys are playing. I'm going to have a discussion. Ryan Noonan's going to be my guest this week on the DraftKings show. I mean, I think that you can potentially stack different course waves. So if everyone, like you can take the guys in rotation that start at the stadium course or start at the tournament course or start at uh, at La Quinta, and maybe you get a better day out of those guys for whatever reason. Maybe the condition's a bit easier. I don't know. Like I, I, I had that success at Pebble Beach one year 
stacking up just guys who are playing the same courses every day. Then all of a sudden, you know, you get X amount of guys through the cut. One of the courses played way easier one day than it did all the other days, and my guys happened to catch that. I have no real rhyme or reason for it. I'm sure there are far sharper people out there uh, who actually have an idea. So this is the stadium course. Uh, like I mentioned, there are three of them in the rotation, but the stadium course is the one that has shot tracker. It's the one that has all the cameras. Uh, so that's the one that we're probably going to go with here. It's 7,147 yards. The Nicholas course is 7,180 yards, and La Quinta is just a shade under 7,000 yards they're all very short uh what is it um, let me find it here I, I had it written down because you know that's me 12 of the past 13 winners have played at least one of the first two hawaii events to start the year now that's most of the field some of the bigger names in this field that isn't the case for but you can see it's approach and putting it's just another one of these courses where you're gonna have to score a bunch uh if you're not hot fire with the irons and you're gonna have to have an outrageous putting and or driving week a lot like last week at sony 150 to 175 is the primary range some shorter par fours uh not a ton that are reachable from my room let's see if i can remember here yeah you can kind of get to number 12 kind of you can get it close uh there is some defense for this course so like if you're not driving it accurately the year that andrew landry won two years ago because i don't have the shot link data in depth like the report from last year um, the field made birdie or better 27.5% of the time when in the fairway at the stadium course last season, making it the highest birdie or better percentage from the fairway of any course on tour. And that was in 2020, uh, not 2021, the Andrew Landry year last season, the field or 2020, the field averaged 34 feet from the rough, marking it the closest rough proximity of any course. So the rough was easy. The fairway was super easy to score on. Last season, only one course had birdie or better percentage from inside 125 yards, greater than 30%. It was this course, the stadium course. And from the rough, players made birdie or better 22% of the time on the stadium course in 2020, making it the highest percentage from the rough of any course in 2020. Uh, the stadium course had the toughest greenside bunkers on tour that year, uh, with the, you know, at 25.66% of sand save percentage. So don't get in those greenside bunkers. And only one course had fewer three putts than the stadium course. And that was Harbortown, mainly due to the very small greens at Harbortown. That's just incredibly difficult to three putt those. So you can see the course. Uh, you can see how the scoring sets up. Uh, you have all four par fives at each of the courses and you can dig into all the other courses too if you want you can find la quinta on here however there's very little data on those because there is no shot link data coming forward you can see la quinta here uh is there the one let's see one two three four yeah one two three four for some reason i thought one of them had five and maybe it's a different course that i'm thinking of at this point la quinta historically has been the one where people have gone the lowest on but it's really a crapshoot day to day like overall i feel like the field average will play la quinta a little bit easier but i mean there are what six holes that have a birdie or better percent or a birdie percentage at one two three four five six seven eight nine and that one's at 19.4 so let's call that 10 so 10 of the holes are going to have a birdie percentage of over 19 percent, which is pretty incredible um so i think the lower scores are available there but all the scores you can unlock really low low rounds so you don't have to differentiate that way if you don't really want to we can take a look at the tournament history at this course, and we can see that see, woo, 
Kim and oh, Abe answer two top two five two five, two top fives the last two years. Siwoo WD then first. That's the Siwoo method. Patrick Cantlay two top tens and two appearances. Finau two top fifteens in two appearances. Answer like I mentioned three top twenties in three years. Two two top fives in two years. The Gim Reaper. This was his first coming out party. T five. Remember he was very much in the mix of the players last year as well. Uh, this is a very players centric course. I mean it's another Pete Dye course. Problem is you only get two shots at this course where you had three. A year ago and this stuff really translated through Molinari is back in the field for the first time this season he had a t8 here last year i think that was his best performance of the year woodland we're gonna have ricky we're gonna have uh in the field this time around so all guys have played well at this course historically strokes gain total total hadwin landry rom brennan Steele, and taylor gooch are your top five in the field for strokes gain total uh hadwin before his t32 last year had a run of top three finishes couldn't close the door in any of them he was a part of the adam long year where adam long outdueled hadwin and phil uh in the final round what was that yeah 2019 those guys are all back the gucci man was fourth that year rom is back after a two-year absence he was in this tournament last year but withdrew on the monday thus affecting a lot of the odds not that many people i mean a lot of people had siwoo but i think a lot of people had patrick cantlay or finau that week and of course it was siwoo coming to ruin the party greens are bermuda grass at this they're like california bermuda so it's not like they're florida bermuda grass so it's a little bit different and desert golf is something that you can kind of look at there are certain guys that do play a little bit better in the desert than anyone else haggy was very much near the top of the leaderboard last year before the final round i he may have even been the 30 36 or 54 hole leader and had a bad final day warinsky was very much in the mix too i think he was in the final group and he ended up coming t21 so just little guys to look out for from that sense let's talk about the field overall though and you will see Patrick Cantley and John Rahm are both here. That is great news uh, for tournament organizers. We have a list of a few guys who have played every tournament so far. So you have M, Answer, and Siwoo. All three of those guys will have played all three tournaments to start the year, as will have Lucas Glover, Taylor Gooch, and Seamus Power. They're all teeing it up for the third consecutive week begin to begin the year. Now we have some debuts from guys as well. Ricky Fowler, Jason Thay, Gary Woodland, Francesco Molinari, Justin Rose, and Matthew Wolf are all playing their first event. Will Zalatoris is playing his first event as well. Cameron Champ is playing his first event because he skipped the Tournament of Champions because he had tested positive for COVID. So he is back in the field this time around. Uh, and then other guys at the very top end, it's the first tournament for Scheffler. And the first, yeah, it's just really just Scheffler. So Rom, Cantley, Reed, Answer, Finau, Scheffler, M, Connors, and C. Woo! Kim, along with Matthew Wolf, for all top 30 players in the world, uh, they'll all be in attendance here. And, and it's desert golf. It's going to be a shootout. We take a look at the past champions. Uh, a lot of them are playing in the field this week because you have the, for whatever reason, like a lifetime exemption to this tournament if you've won. So Siwoo at minus 23 a year ago with three of the rounds played at the stadium course. And then the years before that with the rotation, you had Landry at minus 26, Adam Long at minus 26, Rom beat Landry in a playoff at minus 22 in 2018. The Swafficer, Hudson Swafford, minus 20. Jason Duffner, the year that Danny Willett won the Masters. The reason we won so much money on the Masters because we hit Jason Duffner who chipped in in a playoff over David, not chipped in, chipped himself out of the rocks in a playoff against David Lingmurth. 
We won a bunch of money that week, so we put made an extra large bet on Danny Willett for the Masters going for because he had just won over in Abu Dhabi, which is also happening this week too. Bill Haas minus twenty two, Patrick Reed minus twenty eight in two thousand and fourteen. Uh, if you're in the market for, I mean, Morikawa, Hovland, Rory, they're all playing over in Abu Dhabi. This year, the DP World Tour Picks and Bet Show with Sky and Tom is back. It's coming out on Monday evening, so if you want to get some Euro doubles on the go, I highly recommend you tune into that show. It's up on Mayo Media Network. Or you can tune into Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets The Mix. Uh, you can search that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. His very short-form shows. We're going to have everyday Australian open bets over there, too, with my guy John Reed, who absolutely crushed the Grand Slams for us last year. He has a full preview up on Mayo Media Network right now and over on that feed. If you're interested in some tennis betting, I think he went like 63% uh, last year. I mean, like He's not taking heavy favorites, so another guy who's not me on the channel who actually wins bets. And that's just the way that it's going to have to be. So let's dig into the stats that we want to look at. It's really hard to cap this one because you know we have three separate courses i think you really do need to hammer down on what is going to happen at the stadium course only because you see it twice and that's the only one we can like glean anything from in terms of in-depth numbers so where do i have american express is it under career builder it is under career builder so my model from previous years has strokes gained off the tee at 15 percent approach at 25 percent par three par four par five 10 10 five sand saves at five percent uh, proximity from 150 to 175, as I had pointed out earlier. That's where a lot of the approach shots are going to come from. Fairways gained, I put it 10% because I just told you how easy it is to score when you're on the fairway here. And we've seen some shorter players end up winning. Like when you have Andrew Landry versus John Rahm in a playoff, like you have two just kind of separate ends of the spectrum of players in there. Uh, I also included opportunities gained, which is a scoring stat. I have strokes game putting in at 0%, uh, just so I can see it as to use as kind of a tiebreaker. Although if I hadn't done that last week, I would have been on Hideki because I talked myself out of Hideki because of his historically poor putting numbers on Bermuda and at the Sony Open. Then all of a sudden he's leading everyone in putting going into the final round because it's stupid fucking putting and that's what happens. Hate it. I hate it so much. So we're looking at the past 50 rounds. The modeling is going to give us Rom, Henley, Answer, Cantley. Reevy is back in the field. I feel like Reevy has won this before, like way back when. Johnny Vegas won this way back when too. Let's see. Am the Am Amex is what it's under if you're searching it. The Desert Classic. The Desert Classic sounds. Oh, Maroon Five is playing a. Uh, a concert here in between, I think, the second and third round. Tony Finau was pumped for it. Let's see. Had Vegas won in 2011. Pat Perez won in 2009. Chuck Hoffman won in 2007. Oh, maybe I got the... I guess Chez never did win. Brian Gay, Mark Wilson. Like, these are short. Just think about the... I mean, the putting prowess has kind of changed over the years. But, like, Duffner's a shit putter. So is Swafford. Rom's just good at everything when you have the best player in the world. I know it was before he was the best player in the world, but that's going to happen. So you've seen some bigger names end up winning this tournament. 600 to 1 on Adam Long. Andrew Landry was like 150 to 1. Siwoo was like, I think he was 60 or 40 last year. Haas was still like Bill Haas at that point. Reed, this was one of his first wins. Gay and Mark Wilson, like... 
Gay and Mark Wilson are the epitome of find a fairway, maybe be okay with your irons, and make every putt. Then you have a bomber like Johnny Vegas who ends up winning. Haas used to be great at this tournament, by the way. Ryan Palmer, second here. John Merrick. So guys that have played well at Riviera in the past, too. So this is the ultimate short-hitting year, except for Bubba came in second somehow, but Haas, Tim Clark, and Cooch. Again, that's just fire up your putter. I mean, Mike Weir has a win here. That's back when it was five rounds as the Bob Hope Classic. Weird that Charlie Hoffman won at minus 17. That's like the, the highest score to ever win. It always goes past minus 20. As you can see, Swafford was the only one where it didn't happen. Anyway, I digressed on that one. That's how we can look at it. But past 50 rounds, Rom Henley, Answer, Cantley, Shez, Connors, M, Scheffler, Vegas, Luke, List uh, are the top 10 over the past 50 rounds. List has not played. Vegas has not played. Scheffler has not played. Uh, the Gim Reaper has not played so far in 2021. Skip both Hawaii events. He's still 11th in here. Was T5 a year ago. You know, Doug Gim is my guy. I got to get on Doug Gim. Let's see how he ended the year. Made cuts, at least. Pretty consistent cut maker throughout the course of the year. How do you do it? Die courses. Uh, fifth of the American Express. 29th of the players, although I think he was in the final group going into Sunday. Heritage, 33rd, pretty good. Travelers, 54th. All right, so he played pretty well. I like the, the Pete Dye swing, uh, of course. He's played better at shorter courses, as you can see. Uh, Charles Schwab uh, doesn't gain a ton on the old putting surfaces, but he did gain back-to-back -back weeks for whatever reason uh, at the American Express and Farmers after losing at Sony. The, and so anyway, I like Doug Kim. He's my guy, so... Um, when he gets hot with his irons, he's very Luke List-esque. Like, he can ball strike with the best ones. Can he ever make any of these putts? We'll see. Uh, 150 to 175 proximity over the past 50 rounds. You got Henley Griochez, Russell Knox, Sebez. Sebez might be worth a look as he's going to probably end up finishing top 25, top 20 at the Sony. He'll be one of the higher ranked worldwide players in the field, but he just won't have that name recognition considering he was like 70 to 1 to win the Sony Open. Now you have better players at this tournament. I'd expect him to be in that range, but he is sort of the type of guy that should play pretty well here. He's like a little bit better than average in fairways gained. He's good from this range with his irons. He's pretty good with his irons anyway. Scores well on par fours. Probably the best putter in the field, the best weighted putter in the the field over the past 50 rounds and as we know that can kind of go up and down over time Svensson's making a run good Canadian boy Adam Svensson answer looking to rebound uh, obviously he's played this tournament really well he's played the first two events not well mind you but you know either way Pendrith ranks oh, he's good from this range weird uh, go back to fairways gate who's the best in fairways Reavy Todd Stewart Ryan Moore Connors be another good Corey Connors week. I wonder how much we'll get to the, the stats from the Sony Open here in a little bit. Obviously, they're not complete uh, up to date, but we can see who's not putting the ball. I believe nasty Nate Lashley is someone. Is he in the field? He is in the field. Uh, plays par threes really well, but he had like the ultimate good iron bad putting week. Uh, obviously, he was cut, but that's something to look at, too. Let's take a look at the I want to look at the custom date range. I want to look at the. Was it under here? Rolling report. That's what I want to look at. See if we can find someone who is improving over time. Because we will, after the stats get loaded into Fantasy National on like Monday around like 10 a.m., whenever it is, once the PGA makes it available, they get incorporated into the Fantasy National system. At least we'll have eight rounds of data from the new year on some guys rather than having to pull way back. Uh, so we go past 100 rounds. So this is a view you can use. I have my custom model. Uh, it gives the ranking of those, and you can look at it back through time. So past 100 rounds, it's John Rom. Past eight rounds, Rom is fifth. Past four rounds, Rom is number one. Obviously, with the 
performance that he had at Tournament of Champions, and he was he breached minus 30. Not a big shocker in that regard. But Connors, two to seven. Answer has gotten progressively worse over the past 100 rounds. Now, you're still fine over the past 50, but you can see that he's been worse over time. Now, a lot of these tournaments during the swing season did not have strokes gain data. So not everything is incorporated when we're talking about strokes gain stats. So the ones that are primarily leaning for him are strokes gain par three, strokes gain par four, strokes gain par five, because those aren't shot link metrics. You can measure those at any course. Cantley remains in the, has remained inside the top 10 over every incremental time period. Zalatoris has gotten worse. Let's see who's gotten better over time. Let's go past 12 rounds. Aaron Rye uh, went from 40th to number one. I have no idea how he's playing. Captain Ramius, Chad Ramey, uh, ended up missing the cut. Tried to make a run at it, couldn't do it. But goes from 28th up to 7th. The Gucci Man keeps getting better. Luke List keeps getting better. Party Marty Laird, fan of desert golf, uh, with his Shriners win, as we know, in Vegas. He ends up trending up. Hayden Buckley keeps trending up. Let's keep an eye on Hayden Buckley think that he was just outside the top 20 going into the weekend uh this week yeah the strokes gained approach have been really good for him bermuda shriners sanderson had so he had two top tens one in the desert uh let's see he doesn't really have much of anything else played the honda played sanderson farms uh so he might be a guy to jump on very quickly as we go through it so that's why i like this kind of larger end view of everything because you can see it this is where matthew wolf got hurt a year ago if you remember and that kind of derailed his entire year he got assessed that weird penalty i think it was after the round and then he was like quote unquote hurt but he wasn't hurt then he kept playing for a while then he took a mental health break and then it was just done my guy king carlos is back i worry that he hasn't played yet um that's not great news, but I do like Carlos Ortiz. I would have loved to see him play Sony. He would have got my money at Sony. McGreevy is up there. Davis Riley has gotten progressively better. He, too, is having a really nice week at the Sony Open. CT Pan is back. He is trending upwards. Connors is kind of fluctuating around with second over the past 100. I wouldn't, like, this is a very small sample when you look at past 8, past 12, over the past 4, he's in 7th. Uh, but just generally, he's very consistent all across the board. Just like Rom is, like, in this particular 12-round sample, he's 13. He's number one in four of the six, so wouldn't really worry too much about him. Zalatoris has gotten progressively worse over time. Scheffler's remained consistent. You can see Swafford's gotten a whole lot better. Im has been pretty consistent. Reeve's been consistent. Wes Bryan's actually gotten a lot better. I didn't realize how... Really? Wes Bryan? Uh, Grio's gotten worse. Ryan Moore... And remember, the, this model that I'm running right now does not include putting, so some guys are going to seem a little bit better. Oh, yeah, look at that. Wes Bryant hasn't played since the Zozo, but he was getting a ton on approach and figured out his off-the-tee stuff. He had a nice little run. Um, I think it was starting with this event when he finally ended up... Nah, no, he missed the cut that year uh, when he finally got his win. Started at Genesis, 4th, 4th, 7th, dud, dud, and then RBC Heritage broke through. But you can see he's had some very nice spike iron weeks, uh, even during his little mini run in 2020 coming back out of the COVID protocol was pretty good for a while. And then he went back in the tank, but it's at least nice to see he's making cuts. He's probably going to end up coming in like near the bottom in terms of the pricing. So if it's between like him and Ryan Moore, like Ryan Moore can't putt. So that's a real problem. It doesn't seem to be getting any better anytime soon. So Fino, Hickok, Vegas, former winner at this event. Who else pops up here? My guy, Nick Hardy, couldn't putt to save his life. He is, like, legitimately the homeless man's Corey Connors when it comes to his good ball striking and equally as bad putting. 
Uh, Andrew Novak missed the cut on the number. Uh, he was a big, he lost four strokes putting day one at the Sony. I remember because the, the simulator really liked him because Paul Shag, producer Paul, ended up betting him inside the top 20 because I think he was like seven to one on a top 20 or even more than that, I think, because uh, the Fantasy National Simulator really liked him. And he missed the cut on the number after a really horrendous putting day. So maybe a guy to stick on the radar. Back-to-back to back to back top 30s to end the year last year. You can see he kind of gets it done across the board. Yeah. And he had a really nice run on the Corn Ferry last year, a string of five consecutive top 10s uh, at one point during the season. So the guy can ball a little bit. Uh, probably a better top 20 cut maker type play than anything else. Does anyone else really pop up? So we're in like the mid-range here. What's, what's old Ricky saying? Last time Ricky played, I think, was at the... Was it at the Hero or was it Mayakoba? Anyway, he had the run at the CJ Cup against a really stacked field. Uh, again, I, where was the CJ Cup this year? I think it was still... Yeah, it was still in... Uh, is that the Summit Club? Okay. So that was on bent, but as we saw in Vegas, not necessarily desert golf, really wide fairways, as I recall, from the Summit Club this year. Uh, I think it was the year before... Was it the year before they played there as well? I can't even remember at this point. It's the middle of football season uh, when that goes on. I think I might be playing Summerlin, though, with Rick coming up. So we'll, we'll see. I'll get some inside info. It's like when I played Mayakoba and then haven't hit, a, haven't hit a winner at Mayakoba since, since I got the inside info. If we look at past 24, you can see Duff Daddy, C.T. Pan, and Chad Ramey all jump up inside the top 10. Aaron Rye is there as well. Uh, Brennan Steele gets a lot better when you extend the range down to 24. Hoagie as well. Martin Laird is still up there. Let's take a look at Laird and see what he's up to and see how Tom Hoagie is doing at this course. Uh, Party Marty. Yeah, 11th at Shriners, 22nd at Mayakoba, missed the cut in Houston. It's been really good, consistently good with his ball striking. The putting just hasn't been there whatsoever. Uh, and the Amex has been a really mixed bag for him over the years. You can see he plays it almost every year. He made the cut a year ago and then missed the cut each of the three years before that. Again, it's a 54-hole cut uh, most years, so you can kind of weight that in if you want to. It's funny that he made the cut. He must have had a really bad weekend if he lost almost six strokes on approach. It was the Hoagster. All right. Hoagie was sixth here two years ago. This feels like it could be a really good Tom Hoagie course. The guy obviously never wins. Maybe he could have that one really hot putting week to get him across the finish line. But his irons are so good. Let's just take a look at iron play. Um, we'll go to strokes gained, rolling report, and we'll just put in strokes gained approach. And maybe we can, we can fire someone up here, see how they are doing. Uh, over the course of time, are their irons getting a little bit better? Are they riding hot right now? Like I said, looking at the four and eight sample is a little bit tricky because, I mean, that's a two-tournament stretch, um, and it doesn't really encapsulate everything that's going on. So we look at past 100. Oh, we got two guys, James Hart, Duprez, and for whatever reason. Oh, yeah, Vince Whaley changed his name from Vincent Whaley, so all of a sudden, like, his stats need to be re-registered. That's something that we're on top of this week. So past 100 rounds, strokes gain approach. You're looking at Henley, Zalatoris, the Knights who say, nee, Smith, number three, Connors, Shez, Hoffman, Griot, Knox, Gooch, Norlander. Norlander, as you can see, has gotten way worse over time. Hoagie was 11th past 100. In past 12, he's first. So, I mean, that's very good for him. Rom is 12th, in case you're wondering. Uh, Gim, 
irons have gotten worse over that period by a pretty significant amount. Same as Wolf. So the Wolf has been better since coming back in the swing season. Wouldn't count out Wolf here. You can see that Duffners have stalled at the past 24 rounds. Luke Liss have gotten better over that course of time. So let's look at past 24. See if anyone else. Luke Donald just continues to be scorching with his irons. Hoagie Gooch. Swafford all of a sudden has popped up back in there. Had a really good iron week going in the first round. Couldn't make a putt at the Sony. Varner, no, his irons continue to remain pretty consistent. Burgoon has the one spike. No, actually, no. Burgoon has went from 79th, 55th, 9th, 51st, 27th. Let's take a look at Burgoon. The Goonies. Iron play has been really good the past two outings. So he's just his classic hit or miss. Although it's been more hit than miss. Although the putter has gone completely away he can't drive the ball anymore either so that, that's a bit tricky who else bramlett's irons kind of fell off a cliff a little bit however he did make the weekend at the sony nick watney the irons are, are as good as they've been any time over the past 10 years i would suppose fino ortiz aaron rye continues to be out there straka has you know, the 24 for whatever reason was his spike if you go back and look at all the yardages so that just different ways that you can look at what's going on amongst the players to see how they're trending. Sometimes I like to use the rolling report to figure that out. Anyway, I think that's a pretty good look at what we are up to for the course of the week. I will have that newsletter out on Sunday evening following the football games. Uh, so you have something to read on Monday morning and then all my article out on DK Nation. Then the shows will go up. The final cheat sheet uh, for DK and for betting with additional notes is going to be available on Wednesday afternoon, along with DraftKings ownership guesses, that whole jam. But again, just subscribe to Fantasy National, fantasynational.com slash mayo, get you 20% off, and you can dig into all this research yourself and feel particularly good about anything. Cbez is one that I do want to look at, maybe Norlander as well, uh, as deep pump plays. I don't know where I want to go at the top of the board, because like I mentioned, outside of ROM, favorites historically at this tournament have not done really that well over the past six or seven years and i don't know if i really want to invest in a six to one john rom the one good thing about rom and cantlay being at this tournament is they're going to push that mid-tier of guys down the board so let's say cantlay wasn't here and it was just just rom scheffler probably comes in at like 16 to 1 maybe 20 to 1 but now you might be able to catch like a 22 or a 25 something like that Finau, very much in the same ballpark or as we saw with DraftKings sportsbook last week they just overvalued everyone on monday morning and then let them come back down to earth to really knock the chasers out so you might see Finau and scheffler open at 18 to 1 16 to 1 then they'll be like 25 by the end of the week unless there's real steam but i can't see there being a ton of steam on scheffler at 16 to 1 the hell is gonna bet that it was a lot like webb simpson this week when he was like oh he's 10 to 1 it's like no one wants to bet that then he's like 18 to end the week because they just took zero action on that so those are different ways you can kind of try to assess it uh one thing to look at too and i noticed this with cam smith this week at the sony open you know what actually we're going to revert back and check out the stats from the sony totally forgot we were going to do that um let's jump back over to fantasy national the, the point i want to make about cam smith and obviously you know, he didn't play well <laughs> at uh at the sony missed the cut but he played in the late wave on Thursday, and by the time he got on the course, he closed as an 8-1 to favorite, and he was 12-1 to by the time he actually hit the course because guys were going low. He hadn't hit a shot yet, and his odds had dropped 33% from what they were like as the tournament started, and he had, nothing had happened to him yet. He had not hit a shot. Uh, so sometimes with these favorites, 
if you do want to get an extra point or two and they play in the late wave, uh, there's not really a late wave at this course or at Farmers because they're, they're split courses. But just looking at that uh, could be something uh, to try to take advantage of if you do want to bet a favorite. So let's see what's going on here of guys going into it. Uh, your approach leaders for the week, the glove, Svensson, Connors, Stanley, Armour, no big shocker here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Connors uh, in in the minus around the green and on the greens. Good for you, Corey Connors. You're doing your thing. He did win in Texas at Valero, and I think that was the tournament. Now, do you win? It? Can't remember which one that he. I mean, I. You know what? I'm on the site. I might as well look it up. Uh, let's see. Where's your win, Corey Connors? Came at Valero. Can't remember if that was before or after the course switch. TPC San Antonio. Can't remember if this is the same one that Landry won, but that would be interesting. This is the week where he went on conscious with his putter let's see 11 strokes gain and i mean 2.2 gained for Corey connor's like the greatest putting week ever for him but yeah 11.6 with his approach he was actually bad round one because uh, i had him as first round later he was the late add into the field that week uh, but you can see this has been a tournament where i mean just take a look at this these are all guys hoffman siwoo kim i mean hoffman and siwoo kim have both won in the desert Let's see, Kuchar's coming second. I think Stewart's coming second. Ryan Moore's coming second. Scott Houdat Brown is up there. So you see, this is a very weak field. Obviously, you don't have the very high-end names. Maybe TPC San Antonio is a place to look at. Would never have thought that. Uh, let's take a look at 2021 TPC San Antonio. Spieth ended up winning. Chuck Hoffman is still up there. The Glove. Maybe the Glove is a play this week i know that these are different style of greens this is on no this is on bermuda and tpc san antonio okay maybe this is the course that we should be looking at for everything I, it's funny because this is a really long course although interesting maybe can't there's tom hoagie pops up there kyle stanley Corey connors is up there again brandon Haggy, another guy who played well at both these courses maybe i'm on to something maybe i'm not maybe this is just something i shouldn't have looked at because it remained pretty stupid but i mean the glove is and just to look at it the Glover lovers are out in full force here. Number one in approach for the week. That's not going to, you know, be mysterious to anyone when they look at the stats. They'll be like, oh, yeah, he led in da-da-da-da-da. I didn't, don't know if EVR is playing or not, but he's having a really good ball striking week, a really horrendous short game week. Let's see, Kazire, who's having, like, the, the historically bad Harmon, Matsuyama, Sink, Henley, and Kisner all leading in putting for the week. So just ball striking in general, Stanley, Glover, EVR, Connors, Henley, the Sig man, Grayson Sig. And there you go. There's Cbez up there. When we talk about overall ball striking, he's there. I'm going to like Cbez going into next week, and I'm going to be mad when I lose all my money on Christian Bizet and Hout from South Africa. This is interesting. Oh, terrible around the greens week, which is not great for Davis Riley, but it's encouraging to see him have a really nice ball striking week. Mav McNeely is not putting. I didn't see his name in the field for next week. I can check that out, though. Let's see. We'll switch back down to American Express, see if these jabronis are actually playing in the field. Let's see. Van Royen. No, Dewey Vanderwald is playing. That was Mav playing. Mav isn't playing. So, okay, let's cross those guys off the list. Maybe they should play. Who knows? Kuchar's ball striking has been excellent this week. He's been excellent across the board. That's why he's in third place going into everything. Uh, Power's just been good in all four facets. How Tong? Where have you been all my life, How Tong? He got new glasses. Looks like a, He looks like fucking Vijay Singh from 1997 with these glasses. Like, the, the sartorial spectacle game is not large with How Tong, although it seemingly corrected his vision. Oh, I wouldn't be complaining if I was him because it's the first time he's been good in ages. Like, his, his miss... I think it's like the first... I mean, I think he came second like the China Volvo Open, which was a Chinese 
Tour event. Let's see, there's Hayden Buckley, by the way. He's at 18th. Uh, very good putting week for him, very good driving week, just around average in everything else. So that's not a complete disaster. Vijegas missed the cut. A pretty good ball striking week. So let's take a look at some of these guys then. Let's take a look at the best ball strikers who did not qualify for the weekend. You have Vijegas, lost 3.6 strokes putting in two rounds. Very good for you, pal. Uh, that's still more strokes ball striking than Hideki has. Von Taylor is going to be, a, no, he actually made the cut. Uh, Callum Terran from the Terran Empire. Watch out, he probably has an evil beard. K.H. Lee couldn't drain a putt, although he actually did make the weekend. All right, so this isn't helping me at all. The approach for Luke Donald continues to be good. Okay, Joel Damon. Um, good ball striking. Most of that was his accuracy. Is Damon in the field? I didn't see him in the field because I feel like he would have done really well in the modeling. Now, he should be playing. These guys should be playing this event. Someone tweeted Joel Damon. Say, you get into the field. The numbers support you being pretty good. Okay, here we go. Aaron Rye, just a disaster around the greens. Very good with the approach and ball striking. Here's Nate Lashley. 2.9 strokes gained on approach in a missed cut. It's pretty good. Lost 3.4 strokes budding. Not great, Bob. Trey Mullenix, another one. Was he, where was Valero the year that he ended up coming in second? I remember this because Landry won, and I had the big monies on Valero Texas Open 2018. Yeah, TPC San Antonio course. Okay, here we are once again. You see Ryan Moore up there, Kirk up there. Billy Ho of Mark Party, Marty Laird, uh, drier conditions. Maybe it's like a desert. It's not necessarily in the desert, obviously, in San Antonio, but it's a drier course uh, more than anything. Very high you know, in the middle of the summer, uh, especially when this was factored in. So Mullenix could end up being a pretty decent play when we look at it. Um, I mean, it wasn't anything great, but like the putting was atrocious. Uh, we can see the putting was horrible for Hudson Swafford. So Nate Lashley, Aaron Rye, and Hudson Swafford are probably the three that you want to look at the most. So the McDowell was pretty good too, but I would put more faith into these three for having rebound weeks uh, at this course, looking more into it. Siwoo actually having a really nice tee to green week. Can't train a putt. No big shocker there, but he's putted well at this course in the past. Ball striking, great for answer. Tee to green, good for answer. Couldn't make a putt. Who else was the absolute nut low? Oh, yeah, I, I played Chan Kim this week, so I, I witnessed him miss five cons three consecutive misses inside five feet in round one. I knew that was the end of him. Good times. Had by all. Smalley was good on the approaches. Maybe he can rebound. Jim Herman's first round. I, I had Jim Herman first round leader, and just watching him miss putt after putt was very infuriating. Anyone else who was up there? Jason Lower having a pretty good week, actually, with the approach. Horrible at everything else. Who are some other miscut guys? Steven Yagabombs, good on the approach. Couldn't do anything else. Wesley Bryan actually actually made the cut and putting well. This is exactly the kind of week that you need out of Wesley Bryan. Problem is, that's all he's, I mean, that's good enough for 27th right now at minus nine. Lipsky missed the cut and gained a bunch on approaches. Gained a bunch around the green and just bled uh, on the greens and off the tee. Is that typical of Lipsky? No, he's not usually like horrendous off the tees. That's like an abnormally bad off the tee week for David Lipsky. Is Lipsky in the field next week? Lipsky. Give him a lipper. I mean, Duffner's already won this. Oh, yeah, there's the, there's the lipper right there. Get some chewing. Be good to go. Uh, we know that Jason Duffner enjoys himself a, a dip. Jason Duffner, former winner. Have a lipper. David Lipsky. And there we are. That's how you make picks in golf. 
Not really, although I want to do a deeper dive on old David Lipsky as we go through this. We found some potential rebound guys for this week. If they continue playing well with their irons, maybe flip their putter a little bit. And some of the guys that will be forgotten. Like People are going to know about Lucas Glover. When you lead an approach for the week, people are going to notice that. It's sometimes the value in these guys who missed the cut that actually had a pretty good week, couldn't make a five-footer. Now, maybe that's a consistent trend that they're not going to make five-footers. Although, as we've just seen with Hideki, sometimes that can flip. That will actually do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Check back for the Listener's League, but you can just wait till Monday to figure that out. Rate and review the audio podcast on Apple and Spotify. Become the member at FantasyNational.com. Smash like, leave some sleepers down there. I just gave you some sleepers. You can use those or say, like, those aren't the guys. These are the guys that we need to be using. And sub to Mayo Media Network and the newsletter. I hope you won the Mondays at the Sony Open. I'm praying Seamus Power can somehow come back and win. But, hey... Seamus, Power, and Associates, just please come inside the top five. That'll be good enough for me. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.